Budapest. What a city. The baths are awesome. Just walking along the Donaby River is amazing. The, the room pubs at nighttime are amazing. Deak Ter, as you already know, just hanging out there with a group of friends, grabbing a blanket, just chilling, enjoying the weather. That's always nice. Margit Island is amazing. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. Marine Sergeant Julian Pons joins me today to talk about life in the Marine Corps and how it's helped him see the world. Sergeant Pons takes us on a tour of the American Embassy in Budapest, where he's stationed, and we discuss the deep camaraderie between the Marines stationed there. Then we digress to chat a bit about Colombian and Latino culture as well. I've lived here in Medellin, Colombia, when not traveling in Europe, and I'm working and practicing on my Spanish and salsa skills. I still have a long, long way to go. I can't help bringing it up with a Colombian American, so I hope you enjoy the show. This episode of Andy Steve's Travel Podcast is brought to you in part by Zenvo Lenses. You can check them out on Amazon.com as well as XENVOPro.com. And that's where they have all the information about these super sweet clip-on wide-angle lenses for your smartphone. It really takes your Instagram game to the next level. And man, I've really enjoyed using it from all over the world and all sorts of formats. On a selfie mode, you can take a super wide-angle photo with fitting in something like 20 people into the shot. Flip it around to the front end, and you can take great interior design options. You can do some great travel shots, panoramas, and more. So be sure to check that out, zenvopro.com, and pick up their $35 lens. We've been working with them for the last year, and I've been blown away by the quality of the product, the quality of the construction, and the durability. Because when you travel, sometimes these things takes a hit, and this little lens can clip on and really take your game to the next level. Check them out. Sharing tips, tricks, and tales from around the globe, this is Travel for the Next Generation. You're listening to the Andy Steves Travel Podcast. All right, this is Andy Steves, and I got a good friend of mine on the line beaming in from Budapest, specifically the embassy, uh, the American embassy in Budapest. Julian Felipe Ponce Ramirez, a sergeant, E5 in the American Marine Corps. Julian, it's great to have you on, man. I'm excited to share a little bit about your story. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. Good stuff, man. So you've been in Budapest for how long? A little bit shy of a year. Okay, so um, you are a sergeant wrapping up a year tour in Budapest, um, and you're doing, is that your second of three? Correct. Locations or postings. Um, Tell us about a little bit about your background and bring us to where you are now, and then we're going to get into next steps. But dude, I'm I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me, man. Uh, No worries. Thanks for having me. Cool. So where are you from? So uh, originally from uh, Freeport, New York, Um, to make a long story short, born and raised there. My parents are immigrants. Dad's from Argentina. Mom's from Colombia. Uh, grew up in a Spanish-speaking household, eating Hispanic food the Cal- whole nine yards. Cali? Yeah, my mom's from Cali. Cali. Yep. We're going to have to get into some Colombia too, man. Love that place. Oh, of course. Yeah, so I tried the whole college thing after I graduated high school. For After two weeks, uh, I was working a couple jobs, uh, going to school. Wasn't really feeling school. The Marine Corps is kind of always something that stuck out to me. Wanted to challenge myself, you know, get out of my comfort zone, get out of my little town in New York. And uh, I joined the few and the proud, the Marine Corps, and ended up here in Budapest four there years later. So walk us through your postings. What's the what's the timeline? Uh, boot camp, were you a private when you, when you first went through? And then how do you get to be put on the embassy uh, guard? How do you get put on that crew? All right. So first of all, 
when you first enlist into the Marine Corps, it doesn't matter what your main job is going to be. You go through three months of what they call recruit training or boot camp. You go to uh, Paris Island. If you live on the East Coast, if you live on the West Coast, you go to San Diego. You go there. You pretty much get hazed and trained for three months. Get your uh, ass kicked. Ah, uh, pretty much. Dude, yeah. uh, so what's the what like rocks your world? What took you to the point of like, holy shit, what did I get myself into? Um, what what was that first moment like? Oh, that was like that's like your first week there is that's when you start to realize like what the fuck did I sign up for? Yeah, like Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, like you you completely get stripped of your identity. Like you get your head shaved. You can you have to speak in third person. So for example, I can't say I, me, like this recruit. Uh, these recruits. So uh, you pretty much get stripped of your identity. You get treated to the point that you just feel like you're nothing. But they do that for a reason. They do that to break you down from the civilian that you are and to build you back up into a United States Marine. So and that's, it's, it's a that's, that's quite a transformation. And do you do that? Uh, do you recite that thing about the rifle? Like, this is my rifle. I am nothing without this rifle. I must sleep with this rifle. Y- yeah, exactly. The, the <laughs> what is it? The rifle. It's been a little while. The, the Rifleman's Creed. Yeah. We used to have to. That in boot camp, yeah. Can you remember parts of it? Ooh, it's like this is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Or some. Ah, yeah, shit. that's it. I think they um, started like Jarhead with that or something. I, I know it's. I, I'm sure it's in a few different movies. But um, wow, what a what a experience! And then, so you do that. Um, can you tell us about a specific moment where, like, is it sleep deprivation? Is it uh, jumping out of airplanes? Is it near drowning? Uh, getting frozen to death what like what do you think it's just it's just the level of intensity that you have to remain throughout the entire training the lack of sleep uh you're always tired it's amazing i'm a pretty energetic dude too and it's like i just remember when i was in training like you're just it doesn't matter how much sleep you get the night before you're always tired and you're always hungry and (laughs) yeah that's how people like go in fat and then come out of there all cut it's yeah, it's amazing. That's like yeah, it's the closest I've gotten to having a six pack was after boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then what's next? You're out of that right. as a private. Yep, you can get contracted as a private first class, but you have to do some extra work. But uh, maybe like a if you have like college credits or something. All right, so you graduate boot camp, and then you go to a month of Marine combat training um, in North Carolina. But if you're an infantry guy, you do two months of what's called ITB, Infantry Training Battalion. So it depends on what your job is. So me, I, I am what they call a pogue. I'm a personnel other than grunt. So I'm just, I have just a regular aviation job. So I went to a month of combat training, which was, uh, it was still tough, but not, not as bad as boot camp, you know? <laughs> and, uh, that's where you, where you learn how to like, like bayonet somebody. Uh, pretty much bayonet. You learn a little more hand to hand combat, but it's mostly focusing on like your rifle combat tactics, movements, things like that. Hmm. So, always, always go for the flank, right? Oh, always, <laughs> of course. <laughs> or distraction, right? Do a little distraction. something over there, and then come around the side. And never be the point man, because you'll be the first one to get shot. <laughs> yeah, always, always be second one in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the tip of the spear, spirit, man? Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so after that, then, uh, then you go and uh, do you change your rank after that? No. It, it, all right. So private to private first class, you have to wait six months. That rank is as long as you don't get in trouble, it's given to you. Were you a good boy? Pri- exactly. Exactly. If you're a good boy and you, you'll be you'll get promoted. Uh, private first class to Lance Corporal is nine months. Same thing. Be a good boy. And then after that, you got to earn your rank. <laughs> I see. And um, uh, Lance Corporal, what's next? Sergeant? Uh, Corporal. Corporal. And then? And 
and then sergeant. Okay. And that comes along with maybe uh, academic or uh, additional training or different postings, merit? Correct. Yeah. So every, uh, it depends on like what occupation you have, what military occupation specialty you have, but uh, pretty much comes upon how physically fit you are, how much PME, which is professional military education you have done, how good your pros and cons are. Um, it, it just depends on your rank and how fast you pick up, how fast you get promoted reflects on how well you do your job and how good mm-hmm. of a Marine you are. Makes sense. You know? Makes sense. You're listening to the Andy Steves Travel Podcast, and we got Sergeant Ponce on the line. We're going to be right back. This episode is brought to you by Andy Steves Custom Travel. Take a look at andysteves.com and follow the link to travel. Drop on down to custom travel and drop us a note. We'd love to help you design your dream vacation across Europe and maybe a couple other places. So drop us a note and we'd love to share what we can do. Happy travels. All right. This is Andy Steve's Travel Podcast. We have a Marine beaming in from the uh, American Embassy in Budapest. Uh, Julian, it's great to have you on the show, man. Um, so what got you into where you are now in Budapest? So you're on the embassy. What do they call that? The embassy guard? Yeah, the uh, Marine Security Guard program. Marine Security. Do you elect to do that or do you choose? Do you got to try out? Um, is it where they put the lazy kids? Like, what's, uh, what's up? So pretty much it's a selection process. Uh, you get a pretty much they narrow down. You have to be a pretty squared away, dude. You have to be single. You can't have kids and you sign a contract to not get married for 36 months. And you have to be at least in the fleet or what we call, you know, a duty station for 18 months. So, you know, it's it's a fairly senior guys, guys that have been in maybe two, three, four years in. So uh, guys that are still in their first or second enlistment. I'm sorry, go ahead. So I got a chance to visit you in Budapest. You gave me a massive, spectacularly beautiful uh, American embassy in Budapest, military guard coin. And it's it's beautiful, man. It's like half a pound. I had to mail it home because I didn't want to like slug it around with me <laughs> the whole time. But I'm going to carry it with me uh, when I'm around uh, the Seattle area for sure. What struck me when I came to visit was uh, the camaraderie that you have with your, your tight little squad. It's five or six guard there. And you guys live upstairs in the top floor of the embassy, and it's kind of like the uh, the dude house. And can you kind of tell us about life in the embassy in Budapest? Absolutely. So first things first, the reason why we're in the uh, why we live inside the embassy seems a little bit silly, but uh, it's in case something happens, whether it's a natural disaster, whether we have an intruder, whether we have a bomb threat, or whatever kind of threat we have towards the embassy, we can respond from exactly where our living I think that makes are. a lot of sense. Absolutely. And it was really comfortable. So, uh, like, I know it, it might feel kind of like a cage sometimes, but in terms of uh, places, it's up in the penthouse. You got a full-on weight room. You got a like an entertainment room, uh, full-size uh, billiards table, all sorts of different stuff. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to like our living quarters, you know, besides the location, which, you know, uh, you know, because we never really get away from work. But besides that, it's an awesome house. You know, mm-hmm. the pros mm-hmm. definitely outweigh the cons. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, what's walk us through like a normal day and week in the life of uh, uh, Sergeant Ponce. So every, I usually get that question a lot, but it really depends on what schedule you're on. So we have three schedules. You got, uh, you know, the days guy, Eve's guy and the mids guy, eight hours each you know, coming up to 24 hours. It just depends on the schedule you're on, man. You know, if you're the, uh, here in Budapest, they call the Eve shift, the party shift, because you work from 2 PM to 10 PM and then boom, you can go right out right afterwards, you know? <laughs> so what's the curfew? The curfew is 3 AM. 3 AM. So you got to get back. What happens if you just, um, you know, get distracted and lose track of time? If you get distracted, lose track of time, well, you better get back quickly. Can you sneak back in or are there, are there brothers secrets or? 
I mean, hey, what happens in, in the MSPR <laughs> stays in the MSPR. <laughs> and, and what is there, six of you that live there full time? Correct. Six of us. Okay. And what struck me is that you only have one Marine on there on guard at a time, but how many people, is there a rules like four have to be inside at all times or anything like that? No, nothing like that, but we do have a drinking rule where only half of the detachment can drink. Uh, you know, it's just so in case something does happen, you know, obviously we don't, not the whole detachment is drunk. Sure. So. <laughs> that makes sense. Cause you guys do like to have a good time. Tell me about the times that you have been out that, cause you had some great photos up. You guys having a good time at the baths. Um, what else have you enjoyed about Budapest? Budapest. <coughs> what a city. Yeah. The baths are awesome. Just walking along the Donaby river is amazing. The, the rune pubs at nighttime are amazing. Dayak Ter, as you already know, just hanging out there with a group of friends, grabbing a blanket, uh, just chilling, enjoying the weather. That's always nice. Margit Island is amazing. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. Have you gone caving? I have not, but I've heard about it. I wish I, I wish I did it. What I love about Budapest is the ruin pubs. They have these ruin pubs that uh, kind of are taking up these old abandoned tenements and factories. And it's so cool to see the bars that have, have popped up in these in these different uh, venues. Simpla is one that comes to mind. Otherwise, Fogosha's Instant. Fogosha's Instant. Are you familiar with that one? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good party. Uh, How much time do you get to spend after you're off? Because you just did your last shift. So you got, uh, did you say three more days? Three more days, but in this time I'll be doing my pack out, checking out of the embassy, pretty much doing any, like a bunch of last minute things, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you'll have your hands full. And then do you get time off or do you go straight to Turkmenistan? Uh, So I'm going to get 18 days off. So 18 days off. My flight goes from Budapest to London. From there, I'll travel around Europe a little bit and then London to Turkmenistan in beginning of June. Nice. Good stuff, dude. I head to Italy uh, on Wednesday. Awesome. Around, around Milan. Oh, hell yeah. That's yeah, awesome, northern man. Italy. So um, we'll have to stay in touch. That, what's the plan for you? You, got, you said you had 18 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my flight takes me to London. So what I, first thing I was going to do was go to the embassy, drop off my big suitcase that I have, that have all my uniforms in it, you know, all the things I don't need. Drop that off, do four days in Scotland, uh, come back down to London, and then I'm going to do like one of those like tour groups that go like around Europe. And uh, that's going to be 12 days long. And then uh, from there, a couple more days in London, and that's it. Off to Turkmenistan. Nice, nice. Uh, what tour are you taking? Uh, it's a company called Kantiki. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. They do good stuff, and it's a party. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, yeah. You'll be a perfect fit for them, man. Yo, um, so we met each other on my St. Paddy's Day Dublin package uh, this year, 2018. We had a blast together. Did you have a good time in Dublin? Oh, Andy, if you are having the same trip next year, you best believe I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> amazing time. Amazing nice. time. It's getting harder and harder to get hostels in Dublin, man. It is tough because they are so expensive that not a lot of people are able to afford the package in the first place. I'm almost thinking like we're just going to have to do hostel only because otherwise it's like 80 euros a night for beds in Dublin. And that means we got to sell packages for 500 plus euros. That's not cheap. Oh, absolutely not. No, definitely not. Especially not for college students. Yeah. 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 But uh, good stuff. You'll have a good time with them. Uh, We got uh, Sergeant Ponce on the line. This is Andy Steve's travel podcast, and we're going to be right back. 
This episode of Auntie Steve's Travel is brought to you by Detours. Travel your own way. Detours include your sightseeing and accommodation reservations in each city you're going to, so you can show up and connect the dots at your own pace. Have all the fun, but none of the headache. It's like a guidebook that makes reservations for you, or like a tour without sacrificing any of your independence. Pick a city and date at andysteves.com, book your detour, and then spend your time on the fun stuff like finding farmers markets and restaurants, bars that you want to go to, because the detour package takes care of everything else. Two nights accommodation and two key sites included. Learn more and book your adventure today at andysteves.com. That's andysteves.com. All right. Sergeant Ponce, your family is from Argentina and Colombia. Correct. Tell us about uh, what's up in Colombia these days. To be honest, I haven't been back in, uh, I want to say like eight years. I think last time I was there, I was 16. But uh, it depends where you go, man. You know, you go to Medellin, you go to Bogota, you go to Cali, you go to Cartagena. You know, it's it's almost like it's uh, the same country, but there's something different going on in every it, it depends what you're looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find They'll that eat. in in Colombia, you got like different regions, and the the cultures are so distinct and unique. Because there's Costeña, there's Paisa, and then there's Rola, right? Um, and, yep. And then Cali, Caliense, and then you got the um, the ones on the coast, uh, the west coast, um, Pacifico. Pacifico. Okay. And and so like uh, all these different regions have distinct personalities and identities, and that's why I find Colombia to be such a rich country i've really enjoyed spending time in medellin over the last couple of years and just had an absolute blast it's a it's a beautiful culture man that's why you know i have such a hard time with this president talking about the latino culture and community as as like second class subhuman beings and um it's such a tough thing to to listen to especially when um you contrast it with uh, anybody who travels to latin in south america will see what beautiful countries and cultures it has to offer and so it's just uh it's it's interesting days these days man definitely you, are you are you able to say anything from from your perspective like with the anti-latino uh, language coming from up top in the posturing by the the state department oh yeah i mean nowadays i get it all the time i meet some locals out here and i tell them you know uh i don't be i'm not really specific with my job but i tell them oh you know yeah I'm, i work at the embassy and the first thing they start asking me questions about is you know oh well, how can i get a visa this that and the third mm-hmm so uh, it's it's a question I get asked all the time, and I'm just like, hey, man, like I, that's not my section. I, I I don't know. You'd have to go online. But a lot of people are, you know, complaining about that. It is extremely hard to get into the states nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, man, um, it's just yeah. I've been loving all my experiences in uh, uh, Latina cultures because it's it's so much fun. Uh, practicing my Spanish, learning a little bit of salsa, and uh, it's just a day by day trying to get better. Awesome, awesome. Cool, man. So next steps, you're going to Turkmenistan. Tell us about your next posting. So uh, after I read the post report, it's pretty much uh, the country's pretty much it's a Muslim country, but it's uh, it's in the Middle East. For those who don't know, it's right. It's bordered by uh, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan and Iran. It's the country's pretty much a dictatorship. Besides North Korea, it's the hardest uh, country to get Internet access. But with the exception of that, I heard that the city is actually pretty beautiful. But since the country is so restricted, it's pretty boring too. So, mm. is it uh, so? Do they follow a ty- uh, a certain type of Sharia law? Uh, something similar to that, pretty much. Like I, I yeah. it didn't say anything about like uh, you know having a curfew or anything like that. But uh, they're just restricted. It's hard for the people to leave the country. Is it um, tough to get alcohol? Uh, 
yes, it is. Yes. Mm. It's not a dry country, but it's tough to get alcohol. I gotcha. Wow. Well, um, dude, best of luck there. Um, so you, you went out and had a good time with a, a mutual friend of ours. Where did you guys go out? And uh, what, what's like a, a typical night out in Budapest for you guys? So, I mean, a typical night out would be, you know, obviously go out, maybe get some food, get some traditional Hungarian langos, maybe if you want to be cultural, uh, go out and get some drinks and just have a good time. Enjoy the music, enjoy the company, enjoy the drinks. What I love about Budapest is the ruined pubs. They have these ruined pubs that uh, kind of are taking up these old abandoned tenements and factories. And it's so cool to see the bars that have, have popped up in these in these different uh, venues. Simpla is one that comes to mind. Otherwise, Fogosa's Instant. Fogosa's Instant. Are you familiar with that one? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good party. Uh, Julian, um, thank you so much for your service, sir. It's been great chatting. And uh, uh, please, all the best. And let's let's definitely stay in touch. Definitely. Andy, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Cheers, buddy. And hey, let's get you on the next season when you're in Turkmenistan in, uh, and, and see what life is like over there. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. That, I'll do it. All right. Be safe, sir. And uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Happy travels, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoyed Sergeant Ponce's story. He's a great guy, and I wish all our brothers in arms out there a safe and conscientious deployment. This is one example of how some have found an alternative way to see different corners of the planet that you might never have considered. I hope to have more guests like Sergeant Ponce on who have an unorthodox way to get out and abroad so you can draw some inspiration for yourself, listeners. If you like the show, please give us a like, review, and a share. Tell your friends about it, and tune in next week when we have Tina Beth Pina on the line to talk about smart travel tips and international journalism. And what was interesting, since I went to Cuba the first time in 2017 and then went again now, literally last month, I already saw changes in Cuba, in Havana alone. Buildings that were in the beginning of construction were complete and people were there shopping. By the way, on this season of Andy Steve's Travel Podcast, I'm working with the team at Podcast and Radio Networks. If you're thinking about starting your own show, they've got just the right people in place to turn your podcasting dreams into broadcasting reality. For more information, check them out at podcastandradio.com. You can connect with WSA Europe, Andy's tour company, at WSA Europe on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks again for listening. To find all show details and links to connect with our guest, find it online at andysteves.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.